you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Good evening. You're watching online. Greetings to you from the house. Here we are having fun in his presence. Praise the Lord. The presence of the Lord is strong here and I trust it's the same at home for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. In Mark's gospel, we start from there. I just take the reading and then we'll go. Mark 11, we have from verse 12, I'll read and then I'll jump. I'll read, I'll read 12 to 14 and we'll read 20 down to 24. Praise God. Mark chapter 11 from verse 12. It says, Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry and seen from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to him, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. I'll jump to 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Praise the Lord. For shortly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever you ask. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. This evening we want to remind ourselves, as we know, this is the beginning of the second half of the year 2020. Praise the Lord. And it's been a very, very interesting year, hasn't it been? It's been a year that nobody imagined would be like this. But if you would recall that at the beginning of the year, the Lord spoke a word to us, isn't that? What did he say to us? He said we should take him seriously. That's what he said. He said we should take him seriously. If anything, we should take him more seriously. And at this time, at this juncture, I believe the Spirit of God wants also to further remind us that he hasn't changed what he has said. We are still to take him, what, seriously, even so more seriously seeing the times that we dwell in praise the lord we, we take a step back in john chapter 3 verse 3 or rather from verse 1 nicodemus a ruler of the jews had approached jesus and started a conversation with him and in that conversation he said to jesus we know forget all the things that we're doing outside we know he came to him at night we know that a teacher sent from God, for no man can do the things that you do unless the Lord one is with him. And Jesus caught him in verse 3 and said, caught him short, and said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then Nicodemus said in verse 4, asked a question, and the question was very simple. He said, How can one be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus asked a million-dollar question. 
which is essential that you and I get an answer or have an answer if we don't already have that, or we remind ourselves of the answer. Jesus said to him, unless one is born again, that word born again can also be said born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus said, how can a man who has been born already be born again from his mother's womb? Now, what he asks poses a wonder to us, and that forms the foundation of what we want to also address this evening. The Christian, on Sunday we talked about the Christian, and today also, the Christian is a wonder. Praise the Lord. If you're a believer here and you're a born-again Christian, you are a wonder. Because the thing is this, is that long after your mother gave birth to you, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, a second birth took place. Praise the Lord. Our Lord Jesus answering that very question in verse 5 of John chapter 3 said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This is what message says in verse 5 of that John 4. He said, Jesus said, you're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter into God's kingdom. Can you see what is happening here? Jesus was saying to Nicodemus, the birth that we are talking about is a birth that proceeds from beyond human capabilities. Praise the Lord. It's a birth that comes from above. And I like the way message connected this with Genesis chapter 1 because we're also going to look at that. In creation, the Bible says, in the beginning, what happened? God created the heavens and the earth. And how did he do it? Was there a man and a woman? No. How did God create it? He said, let, verse 3 says, and God said, what? Let there be light and what? There is still light up to today. Praise the Lord. So Jesus was saying to Nicodemus that this birth we are talking about is a birth that proceeds by the word of God. The Bible says we have been born again by the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. Praise the Lord. It says as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow by. So the born again Christian is a wonder. Is a wonder. We're a miracle. If we want to break it down further, like I answer some people when they ask me, you know, the difference, why must I be born again? Or, I mean, isn't all religions? I say, show me any person who has come out as an adult, maybe at 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, and said, I was a murderer. I was an armed robber. I was a prostitute. I was this. And all of a sudden, this happened to me. And I'm a new person. And the person is moving about testifying. The only people you see do that are what? Those who have been born from above. You know why that is so? It's a wonder. It's a wonder. You see, the, 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 we understand. You see, the, the Bible also says that. It says the leopard cannot change his spots. It's impossible for man to change. Is the Newton's law of motion. That an object remains in its place, in its position you know, of a stay, unless what? An external object acts on it with a greater force. Now, the same thing is true in the human being. 
you and I continue the way we are. You see, all the self-improvement, all of that, that, okay. They just modify who you are. But to bring a transformation, that's why the Bible says, he that is in Christ well, is a new creation. What makes a new creation? What makes an arm robber? What makes a greedy man? What makes a lustful man to all of a sudden become holy and pure is the action of the Spirit of God upon the man. That's who a born-again Christian is. Praise the Lord. Now, that is so because he becomes born of the Word of God. So the DNA operating in him becomes the DNA of the word of God. Now, when Jesus said to the disciples in Mark 11, have faith in God, he wasn't introducing to them, you know, an ATM card with which to get things from God. He was reconnecting them. If you're a Christian, if you're born again, he was trying to say to them, your very existence is rooted through the word of God. Praise the Lord. And he was saying to them, continue thereby. Praise God. I'm teaching faith tonight. Praise the Lord. But I want to get it the way the Bible puts it for us. So the one who is born a Christian, who is a Christian, is a wonder. Just like uh, Mary also did that for us. When Mary and the angel, when Mary said to the angel, How can I bring forth a child? I don't know a man. I don't know a man. What did the angel say? Did the angel say a man will come and visit you? No, he said what? The power of the Holy Spirit will what? Will come upon you. And then that which you needed a man to do, you will not need a man. You shall yet bring forth what? A child. And you won't bring forth an ordinary child. You will bring forth that Holy One, which shall be called what? The Son of God. So the Christian is acted upon by the Holy Spirit. And he begins to live as a born-again Christian. Now, as that Christian continues to live, you know what continues to happen? The Spirit of God continues to act upon him. And he continues to be a wonder. Somebody say, I will continue to be a wonder. That's what it is to be a Christian. Now, to now say, have faith in God, it means live in the atmosphere by which you were born. You see, what has happened is that as we get born again, we also are living in the same physical world. So if care is not taken, we'll continue to move by sight. We'll continue to judge by what we hear. We'll continue to judge by what we feel. But the born-again Christian was not born by his environment. He was born from above and beyond his environment. Praise the Lord. Even though you're still dwelling in your environment, you're not supposed to take stimulus from your environment. You're supposed to take stimulus from the source from which you were born. So when Jesus said to them here, have faith in God, he said, remain in your source. Praise the Lord. Remain connected. Be aware of who you are. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, we're told, it says, without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. Okay? And then it says, for he who comes to God was, must what? Must believe that God is. That is what faith is. Jesus said here, have faith in God. So when I, as the son of man, when I say to a tree, be dried up from its roots. I'm not saying it so that in the night when you're sleeping, I'll take an axe and go to the root of the tree and do it and cut it off. No, I'm saying it because I'm connected to God. And I'm connected to this God who created the tree, who created the roots, who hid it in the soil, who put the biology and the technology by which the tree operates. Praise the Lord. So when I say what I say to the tree, I expect that my God, whom I serve, will do what? 
will back me up and bring a fulfillment. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So faith in God is living in the awareness that this world is created by God. You see, let me try and bring it up from another angle. A Christian, a born-again Christian, must hold a biblical worldview. It must be taken for granted. If I say I'm born again, then when you tell me what science says, and you tell me what the economy says, and you tell me what CNN says, and you tell me what, um, what Namde Kano says, and you tell me what, what uh, what's it called, the Madra Hesman people say. When you finish telling me all they say, I need to find out what is what God saying. Praise the Lord. What is God saying? Because all these things may be applicable to persons who are not who I am. I am a wonder. I was born a wonder. Praise the Lord. For at a point in your life, at a point in my life, I became a Christian. Now the Christian lives and breathes and depends and inhales and exhales the word of God. So in that situation, when all views are taken together, I surrender to the view of the one who in the beginning created what? The heavens and the earth. So because I as a Christian know that God created his word. And I know the raw material that he used to create it. What were the raw materials that God used to create it? If they gave Julius Berger a contract now, what you're going to see is that you're going to see generators in the bush, isn't it? You're going to see bulldozers, isn't it? You're going to see uh, some uh, trailers bringing concrete, isn't it? But when God was going to create the world, did he send bulldozers? Did he send concrete trailers? No. What did he do? He spoke his word. So God's raw material is his spoken word. Praise the Lord. God's raw material is his spoken word. So when I'm told, have faith in God, what am I being told? I'm being told, take his spoken word seriously. Take the word that proceeds out of my mouth. And the Lord has made us understand. He says, the words that go out of my mouth. What will happen? He says, they shall not return to me void. But what will happen? They will accomplish the same way. If I throw a stone at you now, it's impossible for the stone to go halfway and come back. Because I've exerted physical force. The same way if I speak the word of God. You see, the Bible is so interesting. I'm trying to hold myself. Jesus said to Jairus, Jairus came to him for the uh, daughter's healing. And Jesus said, and he said, your child has been healed. This man journeyed for about a day or two. And he turned at that moment and started traveling back home. By the time he got home, they said your child had been healed. And then the Bible said he inquired of them at what hour the child had been healed. And he realized that it was the same hour that Jesus said, well, your child had been healed. But Jesus was not in his house. Neither was he in his house. The child did not even hear the word. But the, I wanted to say the demon, but it could be demon or whatever. That was the cost of this sickness. Heard from the God who was in heaven that this sickness, your authority and power to exert this child has expired. And the demon escaped before the man came back home. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Why? Because the word of God is what runs the universe. When I woke up this morning and the sun had risen, you know, 
I said to God, I thank you because I know that your word is still controlling the heavens and the earth. And the same word that controls the sun, sir, can solve that problem that is burdening you. It can heal that affliction. It can make a way where there seems to be no way. You know why? It is the same God. He that comes to God must, must believe that he is God. Let me put it that way. Must believe that he is God. And that he is the Genesis 1 verse 1 God. The in the beginning God. He is the God that does not need precedence to change a situation. You see, when man builds, when human beings walk, they walk step one. Step two, like if you listen to the news, you know, you see the World Health Organization people. I feel for them because they're actually in a lot of frustration. The way they thought that coronavirus will kill Africans now, they are confused. They don't know what to say again. So all they keep saying is threatening us that it's going to get worse. But God forbid it will never get worse, not in our situation. You know, and I don't want to say it's their portion. It's also not their portion. God will heal everybody. But what I'm trying to say is this. Their imaginations have been frustrated. They don't understand what is happening. Okay? They can't explain it. But you see, there is a God that when he speaks, praise the Lord, his word, he watches over it to see that word. It never returns void. God does not speak yes and no. I'll show you an interesting scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 20. Let's see what it says. 2 Corinthians 1, 18 to 20. It begins to say something to us there. It says, but as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. 19. It goes on and says, for the son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached to you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was what? Yes. In him was yes. 20. For all the promises of God in him are what? Yes. And in him what? Amen. To the glory of God through us. Let's see it in the Living Bible translation. It says for all. Let's start from 18 please. It says as surely as God is faithful. Our word to you does not waver between what? Yes and no. It says for Jesus Christ the son of God does not waver. Between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate, yes, he always does what he says. Jesus always what? does what he says. There is no power that can keep him. You see, we're going to understand. I hope we'll be able to touch that. The problem with us is as people of the word, people born of the world, sometimes we want something that God did not say to us. And then we equate that experience and use it to dampen what he said to us. Everyone seated there, there are specific words that God has spoken to you. There are general words that are available. Praise the Lord. Remember James and John, they came to Jesus before he was even glorified and said to him, we have a desire. In fact, we, we claim it and we receive it. On your left side and on your right side, that's where we want to see it. When you come, when you take over the kingdom, isn't that what they requested? Did Jesus say to them, I give it to you? He didn't answer them. He said, you don't know what you ask. Anyway, will you be able to drink the cup? That was where the conversation ended. But you and I know what happened. James Ward was one of the first disciples that was beheaded. Okay, but we also know that John was the one that stayed until what? The book of Revelation. And he was the one that saw him in glory. So did he answer their prayer or did he not answer? Why? We must be careful. That's why Jesus said to us, have faith what? 
in God. Because if you're not careful, you can have faith in your desire. No, you don't put confidence in your desire. In fact, you don't even put that so much expectation on your desire. Your eyes must be set on him. You see, praise the Lord. Let me say it this way again. I came to an understanding that all the best things I want for myself, it's almost an insult for me to think that I want better things for myself than God wants for me. Do you know that? Have you come to that depth of realization? You know why? Because the greatest need I ever had, I never knew I had it. It was God that saw that need and solved it for me. The same way as I continue in life, I think this is what I need. I think that is what I need. But the one who saw me, who knew what I needed before I knew I needed it. I'm talking about salvation. Praise the Lord. Who sent his son to die for me while I was still rebelling against him and sent his Holy Spirit to act upon my spirit and upon my soul when I was living in rebellion against him and then broke me and saved me and made me a child of God. That one who loved me like that, do you think I can say because I need this amount of money and he hasn't given it to me, his love has grown less? Is that possible? No. It only means that I'm not matching my desire with his plans for me. Praise the Lord. And that must not in any way affect my confidence in him. That is why Jesus said to them, have what? Faith in God. Be certain that God is running his word. Say to yourself, I take it upon myself to rest in the truth that God is what? Running his word. It does not matter what I see happening around me. God is running his word. Look at Psalm 113. Let's see what it says there before we go back to Mark. Psalm 113. I wish I could just read the whole verse if I had enough time. We don't get enough time to praise God again, but I, I, I do read it. Psalm 113 from verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? Who dwells on high. Look at verse 6. Let's read that one together. Even if you're at home. It says, Who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth. This is how great God is. You see, let me tell you why I'm reading this. So when you see this God, and they said he humbles himself to behold. So whereas would take, you know, all kinds of uh, telescopes that we may see the stars that are so far above us. The Bible says where God is, what does it do? Some translations say he stoops. You know what it means to stoop? You are stooping to look at the ant. He stoops to behold the things that are here. Now, why would that God speak a promise to you that is not ready to fulfill? You know, as men, when we are in certain environments, we open up our mouth and we speak beyond our capacity to carry out. Or beyond our understanding even. We make promises. We make boasts. Okay? But God has no need to do that. He is God all by what? Himself. He's not going to contest an election. He's on his throne. Praise the Lord. He dwells in light unapproachable. So if God will say a word to you, why will he not mean it? Praise the Lord. Why will he not do, mean it? And because he's almighty, what was prevent him from carrying it out? He's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's omniscient. Praise God. So it says, this God raises the poor out of the dust and leaves the needy out of the ash heap. 
that he may sit him with princes. This is what we are talking about. With the princes of his people. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. This God changes circumstances and situations. So when you come to church and we're asking you rest, that rest is not a rest of unbelief. It's a rest of knowing that God has you covered. Praise the Lord. It's a rest of knowing whom you have believed and being fully persuaded that your life that you have committed into his hand, he knows what he's doing. Praise God. There is no situation, you're here. there is no circumstance that God cannot change. And he does not need two days. He does not need two days. He doesn't even need working hours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, he, doesn't, he does not need working hours. You and I remember the story of Mordecai. Mordecai had been faithful to the Lord and stood his ground against Haman, the wicked man. And the night that Haman had prepared the gallows upon which he was going to hang Mordecai in the morning. So if they were waiting for banking hours, Mordecai would have been a dead man. If they were waiting for public service working hours, Mordecai would have been a dead man. But God, who works night shift, made sure that the king did not sleep. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? He said, king, there is an emergency. King did not sleep. All of a sudden, this king that used to drink and womanize in the night started reading history. And said, bring the records. When he read it, he didn't wait till the next day to order a chain of instruction. That same night, he called and said, what is going to be done? In the middle of the night, that's the king. Let me tell you, if anybody here is worried, you need to put your faith in God. When you have faith in this God, you know what I'm saying? Have you seen those people? How many of us have lived in Lagos before? Have you seen those people lying under the bridge with all the molars making noise? Pa, 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 and they're not shifting. That's the level of rest you will come to have. Not if any small thing happens, you jump and you're, 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 you're harassed. No, you know that God, you see, like Obasanjo said, you go day what? Can't be, you go day, can't be. You go there, can't be, because he is almighty. Praise the Lord, somebody. So Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Many times, you know, because of a part of this account, which, you know, we may not have the time to address today, which in a way, I mean, it's for prayer and for faith and, you know, confidence when we pray. That is verse 23, which says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. The problem that we have had with this, oftentimes when it's taught, is that our emphasis is stuck on having whatever you say. But don't forget that you are told to have faith in God. So what I'm going to say should proceed from what God is what? Is saying. It's based on this statement that some people can now come and wake up and say, let all their enemies fall down and die. But what did God say about your enemies? He said, forgive them, isn't it? He said, love them, isn't it? He said, pray for them, isn't that what he said? But when you now begin to say they should fall down and die, and you're holding on to this statement, should you have what you say? If you have what you say, it means you have dethroned God in your life. Praise the Lord. So 24 says, therefore I say to you, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you have them. But that whatever you ask is captured. You see, praise the Lord. Let me make this statement. I hope, you know, it, co- it connects. How many of us know what coordinates are? Coordinates. Okay, if you do a bit of geography, 
you know, you travel, um, you fly, you do um, ship and all of that. But coordinates are what they used to give. You see, if I were to give you the address of my house now as, um, as my friend, I'm going to say Nombasoso Street, isn't it? If it's in Nigeria, I will say beside this building, you'll see this one, you turn left, okay? That's how we describe addresses in Nigeria. But you see, if they were going to give you a location and you are scientifically inclined, or you're going to go there by air, they won't give you street address. They're going to give you the latitude and all of that. Now, if you take one of those figures, and you leave out some other figure, will you ever be able to get to that location? It will be completely impossible. You will keep going in a direction, never arriving. Now, the word of God works like coordinates. When you get a scripture, that's why the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. When you get a word concerning a situation, make sure you remain in the word of God to get all the coordinates so that you don't run off on one tangent and miss completely where you're going. So the same scripture that says you shall have whatever it says will say to us, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Now, this is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything, what? According to his will. So whatever I say must be chosen from what his will has revealed. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Okay, so those are some of the things that we experience and then we'll be discouraged. But that is what Jesus is teaching you and I here. And to the disciples, he says, he said, when I spoke to that victory, let's go back to Mark 11 now, as we try and begin to round up. When we go back to Mark 11, the Bible said Jesus saw a victory, you know, and he saw leaves on it. And he was hungry and he thought, okay, let me go and find something here. But when he found it, there were no figs. So in response, he said, let no one eat from you ever again. There are many arguments and many interpretations that this was representative of the nation of the Jews, you know, which were looking like they were productive, but were not bearing fruit, okay? And if we were to look at that today, it might also be representative of the church today. There are so many churchgoers, but you don't have an impact. I have a situation, something, you know, that we're experiencing now. And I was telling my wife, how come we've not found people in fire service? in customs, in uh, different areas of life, where we are saying, ah, I met a Christian there. They say this place, nothing moves unless something happens. But I saw a Christian, he's different there. In this place of work, uh, they say everybody here is corrupt or lot. But I saw a Christian there. How many of us have encountered a Christian in our day-to-day activities with government, private sector? You met somebody that was different. And you investigated and you saw he was a born again. Have you seen them? Very few instances. That's why in Nigeria, when somebody forgets phone in a car or forgets money in a cab and is returned, it makes network news. Can you believe that? That means the rest of us are rogues and robbers. Can you believe that? You forgot something in a cab or in the airport and it comes back to you. It makes network news. Meanwhile, there are some countries where they say if you leave your phone, South Korea, if you leave your phone at the bus stop, you come back after one week, it will be there. Because they're not thieves. But, you see, we have all that number of Christians. And if you look at the posters behind our cars and all of that, it's shouting my year of this. And that is why. Because these people, if you have faith, just faith, like it's taught, you will be a thief because you want to prosper by all means. But if you have faith in God, 
you will never steal. Because you know thievery, Abby, and stealing, and stealing. You know is what? It's an offense against God. It's a simple thing. But ordinary faith, which is what people go. So all they tell you is you will be great. Great with which process? They tell you, you know, that you will win. How will you win? I don't know if you saw a story, a very interesting story that I saw recently. A few of us may have seen it on social media. Where there was this race, this uh, marathon race in somewhere in Spain, either Spain or Portugal. And the Kenyan man that was winning the race could not read the signs. So he stopped about two meters before the end of the race, two meters. And the people who were by the side were shouting at him, trying to tell him that he had not finished. He was coming first. Now the person in second position who could understand the language knew what was happening. You know what he did? He came behind the man and was pushing him behind him until he won. So such a person, if he had faith to win, he would never do that. When he sees that man missing his way, he will say it's his miracle. It's his breakthrough. That's the attitude Christians have. Because we don't have faith in God. But when you have faith in God, you know that the foundation of the Lord stands still what? Knowing those that are his word. Let him that names the name of the Lord word depart from iniquity. Stolen money cannot be a blessing. It may make you rich, but that is not the blessing of the Lord. Sleeping with a man or whatever to marry him is not the blessing of the Lord. We might join you here. We won't know what you did. It's your conscience and you. So the faith that we are talking about is a faith that's completely placed in God, knowing that God who spoke for the heavens and the earth to be created is able to turn around your situations now. Let me tell you, I'm expectant, but I'm at rest. It takes faith in God to be fully expectant and what? And also to be at rest. It says be anxious for what? Nothing. When you have faith in God. So, so we see in this story, see what happened. So when Jesus made that statement, he went on. The Bible says in verse 20 of Mark 11, verse 20. In the morning came when they passed by. Notice something there. It was Peter that the Bible said, saw and remembered. And said, Rabbi Luke, let me tell you what is happening It means Jesus didn't even look to check. Praise the Lord. It means Jesus did not go to check if the fig tree had what? Had withered away. You know why? He had faith in God. Say to yourself, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, Jesus did not check. It was Peter who said, ah, look. And then the Bible said, Peter remembering. Remembering. And said, Rabbi, look. The fig tree you cursed has withered away. You could see his excitement. But Jesus did not share the same excitement. Why wouldn't he share? The sun had risen. Praise the Lord. He says, my covenant with the day, as long as they remain. Who is upholding the heavens and the earth? He says he's upholding all things. Why? By the word of his power. He's upholding all things. So why should it be just that this one happened? No. I mean, for gratitude, yes. But for surprise, who did you think your God was? The songwriter sang and said, how great is our God. Child of God, as we step into the second half of 2020, you must recalibrate the size of your God. You must recalibrate the capabilities of your God. You see, this type of faith that we are talking about is a faith that brings holiness. Is a faith that brings joy. Is a faith that infuses love in you. Because you see, you have won. You know, when things are working for you, the closest I can bring this to 
is when you step out of the embassy, U.S. embassy in recent times, and they've given you visa. You cannot be offended. You understand what I'm saying? You cannot be offended because 99% of people who are coming out didn't get visa. And you could have seen that some of them were more qualified than you. But you see, because of the favor that is upon your life, you are blessing everybody. Ah, bless you, bless you. Oh, thank you. Oh, God bless you. You're going the same way when you have this type of faith. You cannot be walking around holding small grudges here and there. Even if people offend you and you know that you have faith in God, you know that he's able to repay. You know that he's able to handle. You know that he's able to sort out. In fact, if you get into it deeply and you understand that God says, leave vengeance to me. He says what? Vengeance is mine. I will what? Repay. Then the moment some people offend you, the first thing you begin to do is to pray, Lord, have mercy. When you have faith in this God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So Jesus said, Peter, I don't check what I say by the Spirit of God. Why? Because I am living. That's why oftentimes, I don't know if people have noticed this thing, but I laugh. You know, I love Nigeria. How many of us love Nigeria? I love Nigeria, but the comedy in Nigeria is the type that brings tears of blood. They will rape somebody. They will say, President Buhari has ordered the police to catch the rapist. So it means the police would not have gone. And then the president has to order. Is it that they just want to put him in our consciousness? Even in this lockdown thing, haven't you noticed what happened? When they finish meeting, he said the president has graciously. When I hear it, I want to pull off this and throw it away. So I'll stop hearing it. The president, president, they just want you to hear his name because you think he's sleeping. So they want to tell you he's awake. But you know he didn't, well... The president has graciously, what are you graciously releasing us to move for? You didn't even give us free nose masks. Countries are giving allowances to taxpayers. Do you understand what I'm saying? But you see, the human, the comic here is just too much. So they say he has ordered them to fish out. What are you ordering? Somebody took a job as law enforcement officer. And then there's a crime. He waits for you in Asorok to order and they need to make a news. That's what I'm telling you. The things that make news in Nigeria should be things, it shouldn't come up. I mean, I can't say don't watch television because what will you be watching? But the truth is this. It does not make, we don't make sense. The other day, we saw the first lady that brought pure water and gave constituents. The other day, we saw somebody that commissioned a borehole where there was running water before. The parents that grew up had running water. Then constituency project brought borrow. I, I mean, and then it makes news. You see, this way, <laughs> Lord have mercy on us. Praise the Lord. And he will have mercy. So Jesus is saying to us here, take God's word seriously. In Luke chapter 1 verse 45, Luke 1 45, Elizabeth saying to Mary, he said to her, after, when Mary had come to visit her, after her encounter with the angel. Luke 1 45, please. It says, Blessed is she who believed. Blessed is she who believed. Brethren, what I'm saying is, as we go into the second half of this year, everyone who believes will be blessed. It does not matter the situation, it does not matter the economy, it does not matter the uh, pandemic. Anyone who believes God is in a place of blessing. Let me say it in another way. It doesn't matter how old you are. There are some wonders that are about to happen in this church. You will hear it and you will see. Yes. 
It doesn't matter how old you are. Blessed is she who what? Believe. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter the job you do. When favor sets upon you, you move from the dunghill to the table of the kings in one day. Blessed is she who believe. Why? It says, for there will be what? There shall be a fulfillment or a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. From the Lord. That's why it's faith in God. That's why it's faith in God. I've heard people, you know, you know, say if you come to church, you get pregnant in church, the stomach will grow out immediately. That's the prophet speaking. It's not God speaking. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say you must marry, 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 ba 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 ba. He said today, today. Mm-mm. But what God has said, He says, I have known you. I know the plans that I have towards you. He said, There are plans of good, there are thoughts of good, not of evil. Praise the Lord. He says, To bring you to what? A future and to an expected end. He says to us, you know, Peter speaking to us, he says, these sufferings, these pains, these tribulations you're going through, he says it's been experienced by your brothers all over the world. But God is watching you. That after you have suffered a while, what is he going to do? He's going to perfect you. Somebody is being perfected. Say, thank you, Jesus. You are not forsaken. It's a perfection process. And he will do what? Establish you. And then what he will do? Strengthen you. And then he will settle you. So that you can tell others about the faithfulness of the Lord. Let's rise on our faith as we talk to the Lord. I want us to go to the Lord with a prayer tonight. With a prayer. In Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4. Verse 7 actually. But we can do 6 and 7. The question was asked, and the question is this, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? He said, you shall become a plain. You see, faith in God is what we use to bulldoze mountains. Faith in God is what we use to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Faith in God is what somebody needs today. To help him or her wipe off every imagination of, you know, every picture that the devil had set in their heart. Saying you are doomed forever. You are forgotten. And sometimes there might be mountains that are proving it to you. You can't even see tomorrow. You can't even see across your right hand or your left hand. But faith in God makes mountains what? Plains. And if you read the previous verse in verse 6, it says, this is what it says. This is the word of the Lord to somebody listening to me. Here it was to Zerubbabel. It says, it's not by might. It's not by power. But what? By my spirit. The same thing they said to Mary. The power of the Most High will do what? Will overshadow you. I need you to lift up your voice wherever you are. And say, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The mountains will become a plain before me. I will, I will press forward. I will fulfill God's purpose. The agenda of the Lord will prosper through me. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm a wonder. I'm, born, I'm a born again Christian. The spirit of God indwells me. I carry the Holy Ghost. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? It says not by might. Might, it says collective strength. Military might. My con- no, not by any of them. Neither is it by my power. 
I lift up my eyes beyond the hills. I say, I have a father. The things that you have said to me, you are the one who watches your word and sees to it that they come to fulfillment. Lord, tonight I'm thanking you and I'm praying for faith in God to rise. Replace every faith that I placed in faith. Replace every faith that I placed in the words of man. Replace everything that I've engineered by myself and replace it you see somebody can come and just excite you that's not what we're talking about what you're praying tonight is lord help me to see you the creator the upholder the sustainer of the heavens and the earth the one who formed me the one who created the stars the sons and who calls them by name you know that he calls the stars by name the god of abraham who kept his promise to abraham after 400 years he brought out his children just like he said the god of isaac the god of jacob who made sure that he yet saw joseph in his lifetime what is that dream that looks like he's dead and buried god is almighty by faith in god he turns things around he upholds he changes he intervenes he heals the pandemic the world says is going to bring things down but the bible says to the child of god be instant in season and out of season let me help you a christian believer if by any chance your zeal for the lord has gone down in this season pray for faith to rise up in you that you will jump up in the spirit of your inner man and be who you are born to be you are a born again christian and what is expected of you is in every season to bring forth fruit lord help me let my faith rise let my confidence rise this and this has hit me on the side but tonight i'm praying lord let your anointing rest upon me afresh that i may be all that you said i will be that my faith in god might be quickened oh lord thank you my father thank you my god we give you praise blessed be your name and let's lift up a prayer for our nation nigeria faith in god almighty god you are lord over all he said blessed is the people whose god is the lord we are yours and we are nigerians and we say lord look with mercy upon our country nigeria arise let the enemies be scattered let those that hate you flee from before you let those that have imagined vain things oh lord wicked things let them not prosper in the name of jesus christ Lord, you said because sentence against an evil work is not ex executed speedily. Therefore, the hearts of men are set to continue to do evil. Let this cease in Nigeria. Let the recompensing of evil become visible in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the righteous be upheld. Let the scepter of the wicked be lifted up, O oh Lord, from the land that is allotted to the righteous. We receive peace in this nation. We receive prosperity in this nation. In this second half, we receive good news in this nation. Let things happen that will cause rejoicing all over. We thank you, our King and our God. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. In Jesus Christ's name, we'll have prayed.
You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.